lot of times people confuse kindness with doing an act of good for somebody. But I also think that kindness is being nice and happy with other people and allowing your happiness to be kind to others. I don't know if you're going to see this voice moment. I thought I was happy. Are, are you happy? I'm not happy at all. The question is, are you happy? Yes. I'm the happiest I've ever are been right now. P.S. Be the person who you'd want to meet because somebody needs you. Welcome to Are You Happy? The Happy Hour. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Are You Happy Podcast. Whether it's on the runway or on the production shoot, we have Nem Fisher, who is oh so busy and oh so creative. We are so excited to have her as a guest on the Are You Happy Podcast. Nem, how are you today? Hi, super excited to be here. Um, I'm feeling good, a little bit tired from the week, but energized to be a part of this amazing podcast and get into a really good conversation. Awesome. Well, how do you get to do what you love, what we all love all the time and work with with fashion and production and beauty? Like how, how did you land in that position? Oh yeah, everybody always asks me this. It's such an embarrassing story. Um, we all get that panic when we're in college that what are we going to do? Everybody's like, this is my major. This is what I'm going to be. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I like making these Excel things and I like creativity, but I didn't know how to like put that all together. And I like being a part of the event committee, but that wasn't, there was no degree necessarily for that. And then I sat on Indeed, panicked and applied to thousands of different internships and randomly applied to this production and casting company and went in for an interview. It was this really dark and grungy office in Chinatown. I texted my dad and I was like, if I die, I died here. And I walked in and it was just these two guys running this company, casting for runway shows and producing runway shows. And I just knew from the first casting that this was where I was supposed to be, like interacting with all these different people, knowing their names. And then you had these model com cards and you had to organize those and then take photos of them and label. And I was like, wow, like these are all these things that I like to do. And looking back, I had a book from my childhood. It must have been like kindergarten where they asked, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I wrote like event planning. And now that I'm sitting here, I'm like, whoa, why didn't anybody teach me the word producer? That would have probably saved me a lot of time. But I think ultimately I did get led there through just my near panic to be like, what am I going to do? And then I found it. And would you say that while you were panicking and and uh, waiting for, I guess, inspiration on, on which way to go, did you find that being active and trying to actively figure it out was the best idea? Or was it better to just stand still and let it come to you? It's a really good question. I feel like I'm still doing that now. <laughs> Still asking myself that now, but um, I think when I was panicking, I was a go-getter, but at the same time, I didn't want to be forceful with things. So I knew that if I really liked somebody's work, I could email them and if they didn't respond, I could do a follow-up, but was I going to go knocking on their door? Probably not. So I knew that I had to put myself out there, but at the same time, be mindful to the fact that things do come to you and that things will align in the right way. So I felt like applying for all those jobs and sitting there for hours writing God knows how many cover letters that nobody probably read that will never see the light of day. But just that one job 
that one application ended up shifting like my whole life. And I ended up actually like finding myself and like finding my purpose and like finding something that I am good at, but also that brings me so much joy and happiness. And do you think that having joy and happiness and what you do for a living is like paramount, crazy, awesome, important? Oh, yeah. It's the only reason I could work 72 hours in a week. <laughs> heard. Heard. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's what fuels you. You know, I think that when you really feel that spark of, wow, this really inspires me. This is really cool. And luckily this week I had so many amazing people on my crew that I like was able to work with, whether it be the makeup artist, the hairstylist, my director, our camera crews, both video and photo. I just seek real like collaboration and then they give it back. And I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. I'm inspired. Let's go. Yes. Um, Yes, for sure. I mean, it's it's amazing to be able to work with other creative people and then see their work process, see where their talents are and, and, and then for them to teach you things and for them to kind of also identify cool things about you, right? Because they're always telling you like, oh, you did a great job. This I love how you do this and then helping you to recognize good things about yourself too. So it's kind of like both sides. You're learning and, and growing with them, from them, but then you're also learning about you too. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think it's really important then that's why you have to be happy and have a good relationship with your crew and the people you're working with. And then that'll ultimately make your projects better, make you happier, make you happier to go to work. And that's really all we want. Nobody wants to go to work and be unhappy. But I think when you really are aligned with your teammates and everybody on crew, you're just like, wow, like this is really awesome. It's not, you know, yesterday, oh, we were there till 830 doing blush on these models and you know it sounds like oh it's blush it's so fantastic but when you do so many shades on so many models after a while you're like we just want to go home but everybody was just so in sync with one another that like it made the day enjoyable it wasn't just like oh we're getting through this it was like oh wow like we're moving and grooving in here like this is a good time so definitely having that type of relationship with people and bringing that to set I try to bring a lot of happiness a lot of good energy to sets and to my projects not only on the client side but also for the crew and all the models and the talents yes I totally agree I am of the same mindset I I love of giving people that happiness and that praise of, of so they can feel fulfilled and encouraged to do other things and to work with their teammates or, or their crewmates and just really kind of add the uh, technical aspect, but also create this environment of positive reinforcement and everyone feeling comfortable because then when you feel at your best, then you do your best. So exactly. Yeah. And I think as a producer, that's one of the main lessons you learn working with different people in crew positions. You're like, oh, if my hairstylist does not feel supported and this is a hair shoot this is going to be a long day <laughs> so what can I do to make them feel supported and even yesterday it was just getting this makeup artist a cup of coffee I saw her stressed running around and I'm like well, how do you like your coffee and then a, a smile went up on her face and it's just it's different when you're like hey what can I do to make you a little more happy in this moment that we're all super stressed out in? And usually it's a cup of coffee. Yes. Production people love coffee. <laughs> and it's the little things. It really is the little things. I mean, I'm sure that you can agree on the production side that you become very well versed in watching people and analyzing people and learning how they work and learning what, what makes them tick. But then also you can easily pick out the little things that make them happy and, and help expand on that to provide that quality environment. So yeah, a cup yeah. of coffee. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, for sure, a cup of coffee. But yeah, being mindful and aware for sure as a producer is really important. And just tapping into those things. People all have their preferences. And I think if you're going to work for anybody or work with anybody, it's really important to be mindful to people's preferences. If you know your boss likes something done this way and you do it that way, okay, you may compromise and do it their way, but you could always still have your own lane while being mindful to others. And and we kind of jumped over this because I'm just excited to have you here. But can you tell everyone uh, what your title is at your company and then the name of your company? Yes. So I'm Nem Fisher. I am the content producer and casting director of Definite Films. We are a production company that does both photo and video. We have a studio and we do a whole lot of post-production as well. Now, on Are You Happy, it is a requirement that you answer some amazingly awesome questions for us about happiness. So are you ready? Bring it on. (laughs) I love it. Are you happy? Most days, yes. And why would you say that is? Um, I would say most days I'm happy because the natural environment of my job is to always be thinking ahead and being sort of anxious and planning for the worst. So as much as you're trying to think and be positive all the time. You also have to think what can go wrong. And I think having that mentality sometimes can be a little negative when you're trying to always be happy and be like excited about a project, but then at the same time being like, what are all the things that can go wrong? So in an environment where you constantly plan for all the things that can go wrong and you think about all the things that can go wrong, how do you personally deal with with that process? And I guess, how do you balance thinking about all the things that can go wrong versus thinking about other things? How do you adjust your mindset? I would say definitely keeping my good energy for sure. Um, I do have a really bubbly, happy personality. So I do try to always keep that. And some people are like, man, like, this is not the time. And I'm like, if I don't do it, (laughs) other things are going to happen and nobody's going to be happy then. So kind of sticking to my roots and knowing that like, all these projects pass, these situations pass, but I remain the same and keeping and holding on to that. And definitely just knowing that these projects shift and that things can shift so fast. So if one model is not available and I'm stressing, I know that there are many others that I can probably rely on. So like things that maybe used to even make me panic so much over the years now don't because I've learned how to do things that relieve those anxieties. So slowly but surely, I will get all my happiness back. I love that you said you're the constant. I love that. I think that's the coolest thing ever. So good for you. I think that's great. Now, when you're planning things, do you have a like a certain way that you do things? Or is it more like as the project comes along that you that you determine how you're going to plan out whether production or even life? Like, how do you plan your life? What life? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it depends how much pre pro the client really allows us. Sometimes our clients come with projects short notice, some come so much in advance that you almost feel like you're in their company and you're like trying to keep all the information as it trickles to you. And you're like, oh, can you just come with it all together in one pretty package? Um, So it really depends on the project. But I would say we use like Asana is a really great platform to kind of like organize everything. I use notebooks and colored pens. I'm a dork for them. Call me a nerd. I don't care. Love Staples. Sponsor me. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Like um, office supplies are my jam. Yes. Oh yeah. I love office supplies. Any colored pen, highlighters, different things like that. And then also Google Calendar is my best friend. I use it in my personal life as well. 
my friends know if you really want to hang out with me, you probably send me a Google calendar. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I totally live there as well. Are we related? I'm telling you. <laughs> I, honestly, my long lost sister right here. I know. I know. Seriously. We've been a reunited, production folks. sister. Yes. Dude, production so. siblings. Yes, there you go. It's a thing. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> or it's now a thing. So um, we just invented it right here, right now. <laughs> right. We've invented it. I'm going to put that in the hashtags in our description. It'll be production siblings. Yes. <laughs> so how did you start working with definite films? Was that the, the, the mm. creepy encounter or was it later? Like, how did that happen? No, I actually worked for that company that I interned at. And then I worked myself all the way up and out of there during the pandemic. And then I freelanced a little bit, kind of grew my roots more into the content space because I came from fashion shows and event production. But I was like, oh, with the pandemic, Media is going to be really important. I want to learn how to produce short content productions and have those in my wheelhouse. And then I stumbled again, indeed, a good place to be. But I stumbled onto a really amazing job application and it just really was I knew it was like written for me. My boss, Ryan, um, he writes scripts and he's a really great director. So the way he wrote this job description was just it sounded just like me. It was like, wake up in the morning and grab your matcha. And I was like, <laughs> how did he know that? Is he in my house? <laughs> right? He was watching me before I even joined. <laughs> but, oh, you're going to get a kick out of this. So I applied for the job. And then I went in for the interview. And they did this production game with me where they were, ran through a project where they went through different scenarios of things that went wrong or things that would pivot and how I would interact with that situation or with that client or on this phone call. So I was like, oh, I am ready. <laughs> I ended up staying for two hours because we were having such a good time playing this production game. And I really loved the studio space and then loved the content they were doing since I was already doing fashion. I was like, wow, beauty, skincare, hair. I could get into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm a pretty girly girl in that sense. So all those types of things. I was like, I could learn whatever they got, like application. Okay. It's much harder than I ever anticipated. But through and through, I think on like the video, the beauty, the studio and the people, I knew that I I was like, oh, I want to give this a go. And then now I actually last month hit my one year anniversary. Congratulations. That's exciting. So I'm such a nerd that I have to ask, how did you do on the game? Did you win? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did really, really good. Every scenario that they had I was like I'm ready for they're like so a model comes in and she has green nail polish on and the client wanted it to be nude but it's gel and now you have 45 minutes for it to take off what are you gonna do so you have like that extra time I'm like I'm gonna swap to the other model she's gonna go down to the nail salon if we don't have a nail tech on set like coming up with all these different problem solving answers so it just made my gears turn so I was like super into it that sounds like it could be like a fun game for production people to have just like a fun all your horror story yeah 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 for real that's hilarious i love it when you do a shoot or when you do a production any of them how do you feel when you're done and when you achieved it 10 out of 10 how do you feel superwoman and what is she like like I feel like Superwoman. I'm like, wow, we caught like we conquered that. I feel really happy for the most part, majority of the projects usually, but I feel really fulfilled in those moments because you take a project from ideation and you see it all the way through and you're just like, wow. Um, especially being on the event side 
at the start of my career, that was kind of like the big moment. And now like the big moments are shoot digs. And then after shoot digs, it's the final video because everybody knows nobody likes (laughs) post-production. Just kidding. We love you post, but fun land to play around in. But definitely I feel super fulfilled and just happy to not only have fulfilled that project, but to be done with it for the most part. So definitely that. Yeah. It's unlike anything else to see something from the very start, from the idea concept and then to build and get refined and put into an actual play, see it all executed and then hopefully it goes right. And if it does amazing and then even if it's good, like 80 to 90 percent, it's still good. It's still a win because you get to that finish line. So, yeah, it's that's amazing. It's unlike anything. I'm I'm sure I'm going to get a bunch of emails and messages from editors and other post-production people. So thank you. <laughs> of course. No, yeah, we love you guys. It's, I realize post is definitely not my land. She's more of the pre-pro prep type of producer for sure but I do got so much love and respect for all the editors and especially the post producers I gotta give it up to them for sure yeah I think everyone is so important man you mean you couldn't do it without without each other and you couldn't do it without your crew and the talent and and everyone that does pre-production it's a science and it's an art so yeah no I was just kidding I'm I'm not gonna get emails but it would be funny if I did (laughs) you probably will I tend to you know ruffle some feathers here and there wherever I go but that's okay it's like you you stay constant and that's all you're supposed to do is stay constant I mean grow sure but staying true to yourself especially in this industry or in, in production period it's difficult because you you may find that you change along the way but when we do stay true to ourselves then we're all better for it and it's, it's pretty awesome for sure and I've met other producers more seasoned producers where you they're like oh I remember when I was that happy and I'm just like oh god I always think to myself just want to keep that light and that happiness because at the end of the day that's what makes me want to be a part of this industry want to go through these projects and go through all the many ups and downs that production has and know that at the end I can still be super happy whether so many things went wrong. So many things could have so also gone so right. And like we were saying earlier, all those little things that make me me and the team happy, I really note those for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I hope you stay happy too. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And yeah, you do have people that have been around for 30, 40 plus years and they're like, oh yeah, that's going to go away. But why yeah. does it have to? And why do you think it will? But why does it have to? It doesn't have to. I mean, if you can stay that on fire and that happy and that lit, then then all all the better. That's right? you're calling me lit now. You are going to be my best friend by the end of this. Yay. <laughs> We're already siblings. So, you know. So what is your message to the world? If you could share any message at all, what would that be? Yeah. Kindness goes a really long way. And I think a lot of times people confuse kindness with like doing an act of good for somebody. But I also think that kindness is being nice and happy with other people and allowing your happiness to be kind to others. I think people don't realize that by just being happy and giddy in a room, you can make somebody else's energy change and vice versa. So I try to always bring good energy, a smiling face. Everybody knows when I hop on a Zoom, the first thing you see is like my smile come across the screen and like dimples. And they're like, Nem, it's 730 in the morning. I'm like, but 
I feel like that's the energy I want to bring to a room because that's the energy in the room I want to see. So making sure that I'm always being kind to people and that I'm always spreading good energy. That energy radiates and does so much. And the like the general compassion and empathy goes a long way and they all go hand in hand together. But yes, I, I totally understand that. I think maybe that's why I always tend to navigate toward positions where I'm either leading or, or talking heavily is <laughs> because of that. I don't light. wonder why. <laughs> Of that light and that energy and and feeding other people. Yeah, I I love doing that. I like making other people happy, especially when it's in a group setting, because if you can make their day better, then your day is like a million times better already because you helped someone else. Yeah, I always say growing up in the era of like tabloids and paparazzi, everybody always wanted to be a celebrity. And I was like, oh, like, I don't want to be a celebrity. I actually want to be like the people who help the celebrities because they look like they're struggling right now. Like Hmm. they look like they need some support. So like when I would see, even though even now we have so many celebrities who have brands and they have their best friends running their brands. And it's like, wow, like they have been able to collaborate on that level to uplift each other in business. So I never wanted to be the center of the spotlight, but I always knew I wanted to be a part of something that was much larger than me. Mm. Um, So being a producer, I'm like, wow, this is exactly that. You talk about or you talked about going to this sketchy place for your your very first job and just taking a leap right in into entering that that field but just going for it not really knowing where you were going or what you were getting into i can say the same when i first came to are you happy i was a volunteer interviewer interviewing people you know about happiness out out in the streets and just like everyone else traveling around to interview people but i found it at three in the morning i was just scrolling social media and i found it and then it had a call to action at the end that said if you want to join us on our team and i'm like i love video i, I love filming people i, I want to do this and so i just jumped on it at three in the morning and then look where we are now so <laughs> that's crazy. exactly but usually i find that's when things tend to happen or when you can't sleep and something's itching and that fire is still burning and like i was saying if i didn't love what i do and it didn't make me happy i would not be able to work 72 hours in a week so it's really amazing that's so true uh, yeah i can stay up till the wee hours of the morning and i'll still be excited about it especially when you finish your work and you come up with something really amazing. Now, speaking of work in your world, I saw on your website that you've been published in Vogue. Is that right? Yes. How did that happen and what was it like? I got to work with a really incredible stylist named Isaiah Doherty. And we actually met during the pandemic because I was scrolling through Instagram and I just happened to really love their work. And I followed them for a couple months. And then after a while, I was like, we got to meet up in person. I have to meet you. And then we met up and it was just like instant friendship. And during the pandemic, I just wanted to get back on set and I wanted to create and I wanted to collaborate. And Isaiah and I worked on so many projects together and a couple of those ended up getting published in Vogue, which is really awesome. And I just felt so happy because I knew that it was made out of pure just yearn to create so like really just having that fire being like oh I gotta get on set I want to create things with people I really want to be a part of something larger than me but not necessarily thinking it was going to get published I know a lot of my friends they like to do editorials and publish those things but for me it was really just I want to be on set I want to be steaming clothes helping the photographer um doing all these different things but when I did see it, I was super duper happy because I was like, oh, that's going to be really nice. My mom will love that. Did she but love it? What was her response? Me, 
I think for me though, I was mostly so happy because I was like, wow, something like so pure made its way into the media. And like, they saw it as something like, oh, this is cool. Let's put it in our magazine. For me, I was like, wow, like that is so comforting to know that that came from such a pure place and people still saw it for the beauty that it was. Yeah, I mean, that is that is amazing because it's like you were not trying to profit of it. You weren't trying to do anything business. It was purely like a creative work, right? A creative effort. So yeah. totally pure and just like super creative. And then it just became this this amazing published work. So that is so cool. Yeah, thanks. I think a lot of times, sometimes I do projects here and there just with different creatives, just because I know that my production knowledge could be applied to so many different areas. So whether it be like working with people in wardrobe and then working with them in makeup, but then I also do dance. So working with choreographers on like how to best organize their auditions and using my casting knowledge and applying it there. And then having like the run of show and then applying it to different productions that want to have like a dance festival. So like, how do we apply production across artistries and different mediums is something that's really interesting to me. And I find that because I'm so passionate about production and I love to bring that supportive joy to these creatives. I tend to always find these little projects here and there where like they may not be paid, but they bring me so much fulfillment and they teach me so many other lessons in production and just sharpen my skill sets. Are they stressful sometimes? Yeah, but I think they make me so happy more so than the jobs that come with the big paychecks because they're so fulfilling and they're so, oh, they're so good. I love those. And then as far as the the pandemic how did that affect beauty and fashion that you know of we had to pivot so much whether it be beauty industries having to make content that educates their consumers in a more fun snackable way to accommodate for like having it on social media rather than them going into stores or having people um, speak to them in the aisles so having that definitely shifted like how companies look at making media which then changes how we creatively execute media and all the logistics of that. And then for fashion, for sure, not having runway shows, I think really impacted the fashion community because that was such a gathering moment for people and for people to either get out there as fashion designers or to just be amongst their fashion friends and family. And to not have that was really hard. But at the same time, they found really amazing alternative ways to still create that experience and community, whether it be fashion, um, metaverses, metaverse fashion shows, or even through Clubhouse. I don't know if you know about Clubhouse, but my friends know I love Clubhouse. There was this really amazing room on Clubhouse. Shout out to Wahid. It was a really incredible room called the Fashion House. And this guy, Wahid, would just host all these rooms. And so many people would come and we all would just spread gems and secrets and wisdom and things we liked about the fashion industry didn't like. And we just were able to communicate that way rather than being with each other in person. That sounds Um, amazing. (laughs) It was. I have a lot of clubhouse friends that have become my real friends in real life and that have become then clients. And then I just view them like, like how I would any other friend. I'm just like, wow, like you're really amazing. And then people are like, how do you know them? I'm like, oh, I met them on Clubhouse. And they're like, what? Yeah, it was really a great platform, especially during that time. And then having those conversations just made me so happy. Like we would be on there for hours and hours just talking about so many different things. And I felt really seen as a producer in production because people were like, oh, wow, like you do fashion shows. Like, can you explain it to me? And usually people don't ask you that. But because this was like a voice communicating app, like 
it was more conversation based. And then people were not just like, oh, that's a cool picture of a runway show. It was like, how did you do that? So I got more into like the logistics and like really explaining my job to people and having that then be accepted and understood. I was, I just felt so happy and like knew that I was a part of something really great. So when you first started working in the industry or in production period, when did you feel that you had like passed that student phase to when you were like considering yourself, oh, hey, I'm actually a professional at this. When was that for you? I think it's still happening. (laughs) Um, Like we were saying earlier, you know, it's always really great to be growing and learning all the time. So like I, Sometimes I'll be like, yeah, like I got this. I'm the best. And then other times I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I got to know better by now. But I definitely think I did Todd Snyder run ratio and there was so many models, like 30. And my boss from like the original Chinatown place, he left me there alone. And I was like 19 years old. And I was like, what is this man doing? And I just knew in that moment, I was like, oh, you're not just good at this. Like, you're really good that they're going to leave you alone to do these things. So, you know, it's like when you make somebody a good cup of coffee, then they're like, oh, you can make me another cup of coffee. And then they're like, oh, are you good at this? And then they're like, oh, you're good at that. Here's this. (laughs) I started to realize that, oh, he's giving me more and more. So I must be really good at this. And then once I started freelancing during the pandemic and I was finding myself jobs, I was like, oh, wow, like I really am like a professional because I'm going out and I'm getting them, not going out and just finding them, but like getting them and then doing the projects and seeing those through was just a really awesome feeling. And I just sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, I still got to learn. But then other times I'm just like, wow, I really am super pro producer over here. Yeah. I mean, you've done so much work that it becomes like second nature, like breathing. Yeah, it's like breathing where you just you just know what to do. Do you have moments where you kind of catch yourself and you're like, wait a minute, there's all these people that are listening to me and following me. If they they knew what I was thinking. Do they listen to me? (laughs) Um, That's a really good question. I look at it. I I know I'm leading them, but at the same time, I feel like I'm walking with them. I'm Jewish. And in the Judaism, we have the saying, like, don't walk in front of me. I may not follow. Don't walk behind me. I may not lead. Just walk beside me and be my friend. And my mom is going to crack up when I tell her I spoke when I said that. But I always just knew that I wanted to walk alongside people. So as much as I could be leading people, I feel like it's more so about guiding them and supporting them. But definitely sometimes when I send out a call sheet and there's like 30 people on it and I'm like, all these people are going to be on my set. (laughs) But at the same time, then I'd love to that I bring together all the community and I can put this really awesome hairstylist with this really awesome makeup artist. And then we have 20 models and they're beautiful. So then having all of that and being like, nam, 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 everywhere on set does bring me a lot of joy as well. That's awesome. And I hope you'll share this with her so she could be like, oh, my proud baby. (laughs) Yeah, I know for sure. They're going to get a kick out of that one. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, hello, Nem's mom. (laughs) You raised a wonderful daughter. When it comes to, I guess, like decompressing or de-stressing, well, decompressing, same thing. But like after your work is done, because in this environment, it's so go, go, go. It's so stressful. It's like you pretty much like live and breathe stressful situations. But then because you conquer them, it's awesome, right? It's like a a high feeling because you've conquered it and you've made all the problems go away and you're really good at that and facilitating. So then when it comes to like the off hours, when you do get that time to like just be, how do you turn the switch from being like all stressed, all busy to like being totally calm or having that, that you time to recharge? 
Still learning how to do that. It's really difficult. I must confess, especially when you love what you do, you always want to be doing it. And then you somehow find yourself still doing it, even when you told yourself you're not going to do it. But at the same time, I take dance. I go to dance class. I also do Muay Thai and go to the gym. So I try to incorporate that as much as possible and make time for that in my Google calendar. (laughs) But it is really hard. And I think kind of just coming home, making sure to turn off, especially when you're a producer, you're on your phone, then you're on the computer screen, then you're looking at a monitor. So it's a lot of screen time. So I try to cut that out by a certain hour mm-hmm. and then have fun with my friends. Definitely for sure. And although they think I talk about work all the time, not talk about work all the time and then spending time with my family. I love them. They're really great. And then, yeah, kind of just whenever I can escape, I'm just escaping. I had my one producer friend said that she when she's stressed out and she's done for it, she just plops on the couch and wakes up eight hours later. That may be my next tactic to try. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. You'll definitely get sleep. That's for sure. I had, man, I had a great question. I was thinking about the couch <laughs> going to sleep. Right. Doesn't that sound amazing? Like it she just does. plopped down and went to sleep. I, I've done that before when I would uh, edit all night and then it'd be daylight. So then I'd go sit down and be like, okay, I'm just going to take a nap for about 30 minutes and then like eight to 10 hours later. <laughs> yeah, up. I was supposed to go drop off some equipment this morning by 10 o'clock. And when I woke up at 930, I was like, do I shower or go return this equipment on time? I showered. <laughs> but then thankfully, the guy was really nice and he didn't charge us for the extra for the extra day. He was like, oh, I totally understand. But it was just one of those moments where I was like, it's me or production. It's me or production. She's got to take the shower. <laughs> what is next for definite films? What are they what are they going to do in the next five years where, where do they see themselves going I see definite really growing that's for sure I definitely. think we are definitely looking to find new creative find new talent to work with um, that's something that I'm really trying to start more of you know working with different crew members so that way we have different ideas different eyes and perspectives I think it's really important to not only have representation on just the screen in front of the camera, but also in back of the camera. So making sure that we have that roster constantly growing and changing with new ideas, new fresh faces, um, new skill sets. And I also see us working with really cool brands that are really big, but also more of the indie brands just because we're a good energy company and we want to help those companies grow as well. And I think channeling all of that good energy that we have into our community is something that I really want to do. And being that I work there and I work with people who are like-minded, I can definitely say that we want to create content that is not only going to give the clients payoff in the products that they sell, but also with the consumers and having that relationship and you know, then making that relationship between production production company and clients that much better. So it is a full see-through. That's awesome. I love that you guys are wanting to lift up those smaller independent companies. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, especially now with just so many people, the Ultas and the Sephoras, they're, you know, accepting the smaller, more indie brands and they're picking up traction and people are purchasing things on Instagram and their website. So spreading the knowledge of production amongst everybody and not it just being production sometimes seems so scary and it's so out of my reach because it's probably so expensive and I don't understand it, but really just being that comfort to say, Hey, join us on the production dark side. (laughs) Um, 
we will take care of you. But uh, my boss, Veronica, she sometimes says that we are like superheroes and we're saving our clients from the scary stuff that production sometimes fends off, whether it be cost, all the logistics, it's too complicated. We don't have the means to do that. We try to definitely relieve our clients of that as much as possible and really help them, whether it be with the creative, working through different options so we could figure out what really works within the budget and working with them more than just creating the content, but working with them to best execute it in the environment that they're also working in and what state that company is at and what moment we're all in in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, coming out of the pandemic, we were all struggling and it was just like, hey, what can we do to help you? What can you do to help us? So I definitely feel like, at least for myself, kind of keeping that transparency to just be like, hey, how can we make this best work for everybody? So for you guys there at Definite Film, so you're helping with the logistics, you're helping with the production, you're helping with the creative based on the client. But then, you know, you're making it possible for them to live their vision and to put that, you know, into into the space. Like you're making it real or helping them to create that vision and and make it happen. Would, would you say that's about right as to what you guys do? Yeah, for sure. We definitely would say it is more of a collaboration as we really do try to immerse ourselves in the brand, especially when it comes to makeup and skincare and hair. There's a lot of steps and there's a lot of this has to be at this state and you need this in order to do this. So if you really don't immerse yourself, oh, these productions could be a little bit hard, especially when you're like, oh, you have to do blush, but then reset her and then apply the concealer to do the next blush. You know, you have to be really mindful to all those steps and to the client's product and not just try to execute their vision, but also really make yourself knowledgeable on their product and their company. Yeah. So it sounds like a lot of work goes into that for sure. We love our clients though. We love them. <laughs> I understand because they're too so passionate. We're very blessed to work with some amazing ladies at Lancome. Let me tell you, the ladies behind Lancome deserve all the roses in the world. They are so incredible and knowledgeable. And like, I love doing projects with them. They They make me so happy. Like if you can't hear my smile right now, but um, (laughs) they, the way that they speak about product and the way that they know what products can make people feel really good. They even have this thing called like a happiness box that they have sent like their team members across like all the different stores. Like they're all about promoting that happiness and promoting that to their employees and to their customers and how their products do that education standpoint. So them being so excited about their products makes me excited to know about their products and then to be a part of this project. So even their happiness is contagious on me. That's awesome. Now I need to go check them out because they sound amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. Will. Is there anything that you want to share about your company, about production or even like beauty care, fashion, anything that you've never really got a chance to say, but that you have the platform here now to say whatever you want? Education is really powerful. And I think during the pandemic, we really learned that education was really powerful across many different forms of life, whether it be from consumers, whether it be how we look at politics, whether it be humanity in itself. But education is really powerful and using content to educate people to 
know about your product, how your product can benefit them, but also what is your mission for your brand? Who's the owner? How does your brand or company contribute to a larger community? Like those are different ways you could educate your consumer and make really impactful content. And those will also help you boost your sales as well. So like learning different ways than making, hey, this is a product, like $9.99, you know, but also being like, hey, this is how we're going to build our customer relationship. This is how we're really going to make a name for ourselves by like spreading the word through our content and having an impact that way. Another thing is using content to promote more conversation around certain things. So right now I am hopefully working on a really great collaboration with a hair care brand and a modeling agency to promote conversation around hair texture and black models at runway shows and what they experience in terms of what products go on their hair, what tools are being used and using that platform to then make content that's really bringing change. I love the fact that you mentioned education and it's so broad because it can be applied in so many ways. I mean, it's not just like in school education, but so much education in social and in the world itself. So I love that. Yeah. And, you know, hearing all the awesome initiatives that these brands have and how some have profits that go to different communities throughout the world or even what ingredients they're putting in their products, like having that education and using creating content to share that education. It's a different way of me impacting the world than I expected. You know, everybody's like, oh, I want to create content that impacts the world. And I'm like, well, my content makes sure that when you apply this product, you don't get a rash. (laughs) That is my impact. But I then also create content for things that then make people feel beautiful. And then if somebody feels beautiful and they feel happy, then like, I'm amazed that I created a piece of media that then made them want to go purchase that thing that made them then so happy. So it's really cool. Think about it. Yeah, for sure. It just it keeps on going because they feel beautiful, they feel confident, and they have like this amazing day. Maybe they get that job. Maybe their whole life changes, and everything's just amazing. Started with you. Hey, amazing. Yeah, and that's what I was saying earlier about just being kind to everyone. Because I'm being really nice to everybody on set, and then we make a really great project, and then everybody loves the video, and then the video goes on air, and then like consumers are loving the video, and then they have a good reaction, and then they go out and they go get that job. So it does have that chain reaction of just happiness on happiness on happiness. Yes. And and we're all about happiness and connection and, and sharing stories with the world because everyone definitely has a story worth sharing. That's for sure. Can you tell us where to find more on Definite Films for socials, websites? Where can we find you guys? Yes, you can check out definitefilms.com. We also have an Instagram. Are we super active on it? No, we are not. But um, feel free to follow me at nemfisher. um, Nem Fisher on Instagram and message me um, if you have any interest in working with Definite Films or hearing more about us, as well as my email is on the website. So if you want to reach out, there's also that. I would definitely recommend checking out our work just because it also gives, you know, a different perspective to production. I think a lot of times people people are like, oh, it's movies, it's music videos, it's shows. And I'm like, it's also content creation. (laughs) Beauty does fall into that realm. So it's really working in this side has been really interesting, applying all the cosmetic stuff, then incorporating it with production and seeing that like merge together. Right. And then real quick, I just have to ask, what are some really awesome tips for the people that are in school for production? They're going to go out into the field one day, or maybe they're thinking they are? 
or maybe they just decided they are because you were so awesome at talking about production. (laughs) What are your tips for them? What's your top three tips for them? Always be attentive, always be on time and come from a place of learning. I think when you come from a place of learning and you're eager to learn, you absorb information better. You have more of an open energy and people can feel that. And you also then spark the person who is working with you to like want to train you and want to give you that knowledge. I find that I'm always the one onboarding the interns and working with the new hires. And it could be a lot of work, but at the same time, it then does spark me because they teach me things. And then I see that they're so open and excited about this industry. And I remember being like that. And I remember still being like that now, just making sure that their light too also stays lit. So we can continue to light each other's, which is really fitting being that Hanukkah is coming up soon. Hey, (laughs) well, well said, very well put. I, man, number two, I can't stress that being on time. So important, but people uh, still don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like being in Manhattan, everybody's like, oh, it's the train. I'm like, you got to leave so early. The train don't even make you late. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, thank you so very much. You have been amazing. We will we will certainly put all of your details within the description of the episode so that way people can find you and also Definite Films. Definite Films, Nem Fisher, you are definitely awesome. And we cannot wait to see what you guys do most definitely. I, do you like that? <laughs> yes, very good. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for having me and being such a great host. And to everybody listening and to anybody who has that production bug, just keep on pursuing it. It'll knock you down and some days may be long and some projects may be hard. Some crew members may not be so nice, but you just got to hold on to that fire and know that there's always going to be another project and there's always going to be another day to keep doing what you love. Definitely agree. People that are listening, we will see you guys next week for another amazing episode of Are You Happy Podcast. Thanks so much. Are You Happy Hour and Are You Happy Hotline are brought to you by Are You Happy Podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media such as Instagram and subscribe via your favorite podcast platform. Are You Happy, the docuseries can also be found on social media such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. See you guys next time for another wonderful episode of Are You Happy, the Happy Hour.